Hey, this is Pastor Chris Garcia from Numa Church, and we're so glad that you tuned into our podcast today. I pray that as you listen to today's message, God will speak to your heart in a powerful way. How you guys doing? Everybody good? Man, so happy to be here. I want to thank Pastor Chris and Gabby for, for everything that they do. You know, they're going out, they're out there, man. And let me tell you, that, that trip isn't easy, going over there, preaching two services in one day. But uh, Pastor Chris and Gabby, we honor you, we love you, we bless you, and we thank you for everything that you're doing for a Numa Church and for just being obedient to the call of the Lord. How many, how many of you guys are grateful for our senior pastors? Come on. So, um, how many Heat fans we got in the house? Man, that game was crazy. That was crazy. That was crazy. Uh, we deserve to win it, but it was crazy. Love you, Jimmy. Um, um, so yeah, we've been we've been having a series. We've been in the middle of a series, and the series is called "I Am," right? And today we're going to continue with that series. And the title of the series, or this 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 preaching, is called "I Am an Overcomer." Say, "I am." An overcomer. Say it again. I am an overcomer. You know, a lot of the times, you know, we, we, we walk this walk and, and a lot of the times, we, how many guys have felt defeated before? Come on. Not just, yeah, man. Uh, on a weekly basis, there's moments that you feel like you're defeated. There's moments that you feel like I can't take another step. And it's important that we know who we are and what we're capable of. So let's go really quick uh, to 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 4. Verse 7 and 9. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7 through 9. And it says this. We now have this light shining in our hearts, but we ourselves are like fragile clay jars containing this great treasure. This makes it clear that our great power is from God and not from ourselves. We are pressed on every side by troubles, but we are not crushed. We are perplexed but not driven to despair. We are hunted down, but, not, but never abandoned by God. We get knocked down, but we are not destroyed. How many of us in this place have been pressed? The Bible says that you know, we are pressed on every side. Have you ever been in a moment where you feel like the walls are caving in? Where you feel like you can't breathe, you're suffocating? My son... Um, he loves to go on slides, but he likes to go on the little enclosed ones that are, you know, and I hate those slides. I'll go, look, I'm not scared of heights. I'm not scared of, I'll go on anything, but those, those slides make me feel like I'm, like I'm dying. Because it's dark, it's super close, you got the water in your face, you're like, you know, you're trying to deal with it. You can't breathe, but my son is his favorite one, and he always, Daddy, come on. And I went, man, and I went one time, and I was like, hey, all right, Bobby, I went one time, I'm not going to go again, I'm not trying to drown you know, on a slide, I'll be the first person that drowns in the middle of the slide, not in the pool. You know what I'm saying? Just feel a scary situation. But when you feel like the walls are caving in, you feel like you, you can't move, you feel like you can't breathe. And many of us in our lives have lived those situations. And it's crazy that it says on every side, right? Because it's, it's, it'll be enough that it's, 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 a, it's a battle that you're fighting on the front, but it says that we're pressed on every side. And, and I feel like it's a feeling of being overwhelmed. You know, and what happens is a lot, of, a lot of us as believers, we tend to not talk about this because we, we, we want to we be able to handle everything that's given to us, correct? So we, 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 we kind of put the Christian phase and we speak the Christianese and, you know, oh, everything's good. You know what I'm saying? My marriage is fine. 
But, at, at, but the reality is that you're, you're, the walls are caving in in your household. Or maybe you're dealing with financial stress. You say, no, I got it. Everything's good. You know, you got the nice car. You got the this and the that. But the, uh, the truth is that financially you're struggling. And it's all a facade. A lot of us have dealt with being overwhelmed. And we need to be people that understand that we are pressed by every side, but we're never crushed. So the walls will come close, but they will never crush you. It's not my promise. It's what the word says. So every time you're feeling overwhelmed, every time you're feeling that it's too much, every time you're feeling that you can't breathe, understand if you're dealing with anxiety. I don't know about you, but uh, there's moments that I've dealt with anxiety, you know, and, and a lot of people don't want to deal with that. And especially I'm, I'm going to talk to the young people. You guys have giants that maybe other, other generations have. I have never seen anxiety and mental health and depression be such a, a thing in, in, in a generation like it is now. And nobody wants to speak about it. Nobody wants to say something. The walls are caving in and, and they feel that they're hopeless. But the truth is there's a promise that those walls will never crush you. And if you're here, you're young, you're old, you're middle-aged, whatever it is, understand if you're feeling overwhelmed, you will not be crushed. How many of us have been perplexed that we don't have the answer for anything? Yeah? Come on now. How many of us have been hunted down? I'm, not, I'm sure they're talking about being persecuted, but how many of you guys have feel hunted down maybe by someone that doesn't like you or someone saying something bad about you or, or even feel like, you know, God has it with you? Right? How many have talked? I talked in, I, I preached in, in, in Orlando, I think it was, and I was like, sometimes we feel like God is there with a, with a magnifying glass. And I don't know how many of you guys used to do that when you were little and burn the leaves. I'm going to say leaves because I said burn the ants and everybody was like, oh, the ants. You know what I'm saying? But how many guys used to do that with the magnifying glass? Oscar, I know you used to do that for sure, bro. No? <laughs> and you feel like God is really like, he's picking on you. But the truth is that even when you feel hunted down, the promise is this. That God will, God will never abandon you. How many of us have been knocked down, but we've never been destroyed? You've been knocked out, but knocked down, but not knocked out. How many of you guys are still here? Look to the right. Look to the left. You lived all these things that we spoke about, what the scripture says, and you're still standing. You know what? You're an overcomer. And maybe I need to remind you of that today. Maybe God wants to remind you of that today. You're an overcomer. Because if you were not an overcomer, you wouldn't be here. The fact that you're standing here, maybe you're standing wounded, maybe you're standing tired, maybe you're standing hurt, but you are here. So you are an overcomer. Say, I am an overcomer. Let's go to James 1, verses 2 through 4. <clears throat> Consider it a pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whether you face trials of many kinds. Because you know the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Oh man, that's a powerful word. Consider it pure joy. If we need to consider it, it's because that's not, that's not usually what we think about when we talk about Trials of many kinds. How many guys are happy? And you, Lord, with a smile, can you send me some trials, Lord, for Christmas? Anybody? No? How about for your birthday? Lord, send me some trials for my birthday. 
Lord, I really want to enjoy my summer. Can you, can you, can you send me a couple crises and situations during the summer? Freddy, please, Lord. No. But the Bible says, consider it pure joy. Not just joy. <laughs> pure means complete. That means there's no imperfection. Complete, co- consider it all, consider all of it pure joy. That is crazy, man. How many of you guys have, have, have lived some pain? How many of you have lived some pain that you're actually, your actual heart hurts? Like you're literally, man, like words cannot express the pain that you're living. The Bible says consider it pure joy. Don't get mad at me. Don't throw your shoe at me. That's what the word says. I, I, I'm battling with it because I list some stuff and I'm like, Lord, that's, that's crazy. It doesn't, doesn't make sense. And then there's a phrase that really catches my attention. Listen, because you know that the testing or the trials, right, produces perseverance. So going through the testing and the trials produces what? Perseverance. What's Perseverance. Remaining, sticking to it, not giving up, continuing to run, not throwing in the towel, right? So your test, the test produces perseverance. And then this is the phrase I wanted to talk to you about. Let perseverance finish his work so that you may be mature and complete. Let perseverance finish its work. A lot of us deal with immaturity because we do not let perseverance finish its work. It says, let perseverance finish its work so that we can be mature and complete. So what happens is a lot of us, when we deal with trials and situations, you know, we don't consider it joy, which is it's against our, or, you know, our, our human thinking or, or, or our ration, but we don't consider it a joy, and because we don't consider it a joy, we don't persevere. And since we don't persevere, we don't mature. You are an overcomer. And if you continue to walk the process through, if you continue to persevere, you will see the promise. You will mature. You will. It says at the end, there's nothing lacking. So maybe you've lived a a tough situation. Maybe you're living it right now and you feel like your world is being torn apart. But I'm telling you, even though you're in the middle of it, I can tell you with assurance that once you get, if you continue to persevere, you will see maturity and, and you will see completeness. You will see your promise. Hello? Christianity is not daisies and roses and flowers and, and, and happy and blue skies. And, and there's, there's not worship when you walk out of the door. There's no worship sounding. This is not, I think there was a, a movie called Pleasantville or something like that. that everything was perfect. This is not that. And a lot, of us, a lot of people believe that when you come to Christ, oh, it's Pleasantville. Everything's going to be good. And we're skipping. And we're smiling. And we're, yay, Jesus. No. I don't know where you got that idea, but the truth is that there is fire in this walk. 
And if we choose to be like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and say, you know what? I'm not going to bow to depression. I'm not going to bow to fear. I'm not going to bow to anxiety. I'm not going to bow to sickness. I'm not going to bow to divorce. I continue. I will persevere. And in the fire, Christ will appear. This is not my idea. This is not a good idea. No, this is God. This is who he is. Because Jesus was with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego before they got into the fire. But he appeared when they were in the fire. It's not that he's not with you. It's that in the fire, he shows himself to you. Because in order for you to be in the fire, it requires faith. And the Bible says that without faith, it is impossible to please God. So it pleases him that you're walking through the fire and you're not going back and saying, no, I don't want to go through the fire. You got a lot of Christians around the fire. My question is, do you want a campfire or you want a holy fire? Come on now. You want to roast marshmallows? Huh? You want some s'mores? Of, you want the s'mores of the Lord? Huh? Some Hershey's marshmallows? Come on, grant crackers? No. That's not what we're calling. They're, they're, they're all right. I'm not a big s'mores fan. But the truth is that we have too many Christians comfortable sitting down around the fire, feeling warm, feeling, smelling like smoke, and not doing anything. Come on, man. We smell like Christ. We're, we, we, we look like we're on fire for Christ. But the moment that, that crisis comes or trials come, we don't count it a joy and we don't persevere. So that's why we never mature. That's why we're still the same, the same person we were four years ago because we refuse to go through the fire. But if you knew and understood that you are an overcomer, that that is who you are because our Lord is an overcomer, then you would understand that there's no fire that can stop me. As a matter of fact, every time you step into the fire, it purifies your faith. The Bible says you can build, you can build with wood, hay, and straw, or silver, gold, and precious stones. Guess what? If you're building with, with silver, gold, and precious stones, what the fire is going to do is going to purify you. And if you're not, then you know that you're building with the wrong material. And you can build with the right material. You guys with me? I am an overcomer. So when you're looking that fire in the face, and you're in the middle of the trial, and everything in, in you tells you to run the other way, persevere. Persevere. Because you will see the promise fulfilled. Let perseverance finish its work. It was a funny story, man. Um, a long time ago, I went to, we went to a mission trip in Spain. And Madrid was like super chill. We stayed in the house. You know, we went to minister at different churches. And then we went to Barcelona. So on the way to Barcelona, I realized that we would just kept going, climbing and climbing. And it was just a mountain. And we're like, man, this is like, this is like, the, like literally, like, there's no houses here. And in the middle of like the, the forest, you see like this house. And that's where we were staying in this it was beat up. You know, we went inside and there was holes in the roof. It was like 30 degrees outside and there was holes in the roof. You know, when it's cold, you go like this, right? We were doing that inside the house. We're like, oh, guys, look how cool we're in the house. Florida boys, Florida girls, you know, having fun, not knowing what was going to happen. So the next morning, um, everybody 
needs to take a shower. And one of our, our, one of our friends, Maxie, he went to be with the Lord. He decides to take a shower first. And guess what he does? He uses up all the hot water. And we all wanted to lay hands on Maxie and bless Maxie in the name of the Lord. We were so mad. And I'm like, bro, there's no way that I'm, like, look how much I'm sweating. In 30 degree weather, I still sweat. I'm just who I am. If you see my son, he's a mini-me, he's always sweating. And I was like, I got to take a shower, bro. So I'm there in the shower and literally <laughs> in the bathroom, I'm like this. I'm like trying to like hype myself up. Come on. Come on, you got this. When you're from Florida, man, 30 degrees, this is cold, man. And you got to get in the water. That water's freezing cold. <laughs> so I, I was like, oh, I'm going to be smart. So I wet the soap and I started, you know, soap, soap, soap everywhere. You know? And then I was like, all right. And this is what I would do. The shower's running and I'll be like, oh, one, two, three, four, five, six. Ooh. One, two, three, four. And it took me like... 20 minutes to take a shower when it usually takes me like three because I didn't remain in the water. Every time it was, it was past my limit, I would step out. I didn't persevere. It was too cold. And I was doing, I was going, ah, oh, oh, oh. and something that took two minutes, three minutes extended to 20 when we do not persevere, sometimes we extend the processes of God in our lives. Because we do not remain. But if you know you're an overcomer, you know that you're not going to die in the middle of the process. That you're not going to burn in the fire. The Bible says with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, not even a hair on their head was, was burned. Can, can you believe that? You know? Come on, man. Not a hair. How do you? They didn't smell like smoke. And the guy that put him in there died. He fried. Persevere, guys. We need to persevere because we know that we are overcomers. You will not stay halfway. You will finish this race and you will finish it well. Amen? All right. <clears throat> Romans 8, 17 and 18. Wow. Time's pretty good. It's like the first time I look at the clock and it's actually, <laughs> it's actually where it's supposed to be. The Lord is doing something. Either that or it's broken, but one of the two. Now, verse 17. If we are children, then we are heirs. Heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we share in his sufferings in order that we may also share in this glory. I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. I want to talk to the moms here for a second. Mamas. Where the mamas at? Raise your hand. Okay. How many of you guys... Loved being pregnant. There's moms that love being pregnant. Okay. How many of you guys loved the baby shower? How many of you guys love the baby shower, the gifts? 
How many of you guys loved the contractions? <laughs> huh? How many of you guys love when your feet balloon to like elephant feet because of the weight that you were carrying? Anybody? How many of you guys love not sleeping because you didn't, couldn't find the spot, right? I mean, I kind of deal with that on a daily basis, but not to that degree, you know. But you got to shift, you know, you got to put a pillow, you got to put two pillows, you got to put a pillow between your legs. It's like a mountain of pillows when you're pregnant, right? Question, what made you do it again? That doesn't sound fun. Like if I told you guys, listen, I have, I have, a, I have, I have this proposal, you know, to you. You, you, you know, you're going you're, you're, you're gonna to swell up like a balloon. You know, you're going to have all types of, 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 of desires to eat weird things. You know, you're going to have contractions that feel like somebody's stabbing you in your stomach. I saw a, a show that they put a, 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 a machine that mimics contract, contractions, right, to a guy. And that guy, it was on level one. And he wanted run, he was like running, running against the walls, falling on the floor and knocking, throwing things out because he didn't, man, Lord, thank you for, for making me a man. Jesus. Man, it's no joke. Hats off. But if I were to tell you, this is, you're going to feel this pain and you're going to do this and you're going to, you know. Why, why, so then why do you sign up again? You know, I know sometimes there's oopsie, but, you know, that's not the common thing, right? <laughs> that's not the common thing. Sometimes it happens, you know. There's no oopsies in the, in, in, in the kingdom of the Lord. Everything, every, every person that is, is conceived is, is, has a purpose. You know what I'm saying? Right? And we believe in life, right? But, but what makes a woman go through it all over again? Some of you guys had, had, had a, a pregnancies that were, that were high risk. So why would you get pregnant again? Why would you risk your life? Go through the pain and the swelling and the emotional whatever it is that you have, the not sleeping, the, 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 the tiredness. If it's so painful. Why? Because after nine months. <laughs> You were in crazy pain like 30 seconds ago. But you got that baby in your hand and you don't feel an ounce of it. When the Bible says that the glory that we will, we will, we will experience or the glory in us will not even compare or can't even be compared to the pain that we're living, it's kind of like that. But even greater. Because the Bible says, no eye has seen, no ear, can, no ear heard, or mind conceived what the Lord has for those that he loves. So if we can't conceive it, imagine how great it could be, or how great it is. So it's just like when you, when you get pregnant, and you, at six months, you decide, oh, you know what, I don't want the baby anymore. And we abort. We abort the promises of God because in three months, it's going to be pain. In three months, there's going to be contractions. In three months, my life is going to be at risk. In three months, is this. In three months, is that. And we think so much about the pain, but we don't think about the glory. Come on now. We need to have, you know, eternal perspective that where our eyes are set on things above, not on the things that are here. Because the pain is temporary. Uh, there's stories of martyrs that they would sing hymns on their way to being crucified or, or, the, or the way to being killed. 
Come on, can you, can you picture that? You're on the way to getting your head cut off and you're singing praises to the Lord. I love you, Lord. And I lift my voice to worship you, oh my soul. That's an old Westwood hymn, see? It's in my bones, man, the Baptist hymns. You know why they were able to walk to the guillotine or, or they, were, they were able to walk to the cross or they were able to walk to the stake where they were going to be burned alive? Because they didn't have their eyes set on the pain. They had their eyes set on the glory. When you see the glory, you don't worry about the pain. But when you worry about the pain, you lose the glory. You're an overcomer. You were built for this terrain. <laughs> you were built to be able to take what's in you and bring it to this place called earth and expand it and let it spread like wildfire. You, you, weren't, you weren't built to be crushed. You weren't built to be abandoned. You were built to be an overcomer. Oh, pastor, you don't know, man, is that things are bad with my wife right now, man. She don't even want to see me in a picture. Persevere. You're an overcomer. And God will not abandon you. Oh, pastor, you know, right now I'm dealing with sickness in my family. Persevere. Because you're an overcomer. Pastor, you don't understand, man. My job, this and this and that, I hate it. Persevere. You're an overcomer. Pastor, you don't... I had a relative just pass away. I don't understand. I don't understand either. Persevere. You're an overcomer. If we stop looking at, at flaws and pain, that's become the, the critique and criticism has become like the, the, the anthem of the church. And now we've been, we've, been, we've, been made, we've been experts at picking out everything that's going wrong, but we don't focus on the glory. How bad was the pain that you felt? On a scale from 1 to 10. The greatest, the greatest pain that you felt on a scale to 1 to 10. How hard has it been? The most, 1, 2, 10, 25, 100, right? So I, I'm sure you remember that pain. Now imagine how great is the glory if it can't even be compared to the pain. Think about that. You felt the pain, right? So you have something to, like a compass to guide you how great the glory is. Remember the pain. Now, that doesn't compare to the glory. So Lord, I'm going to focus on this. And I'm going to overcome. Because I know you are faithful. And my eyes will no longer be set on the things of this world. But on the things that are above. My eyes are set on you. And if you say the glory is greater than the pain then the glory is greater than the pain. And just like a mother forgets about the pain when the promise is in her hands, I know that I'll forget about the pain when I have the promise in my hand. The worship team can go up. I want to encourage you today. <clears throat> If you've kind of thrown in the towel in an area of your life or you've given up and said, man, I can't anymore or you've, your, your faith has dwindled and you don't even believe that God can do it anymore. Today, 
God wants you to know that you are an overcomer. That no weapon against you has prevailed and will prevail. That whatever issue or situation you're living in now is just a moment. It's just a moment. I know it feels like they're holding you underwater and you can't breathe. Or how the word was saying how you're being pressed on on every side. Or maybe you feel like you've been knocked down and they've hit you real hard, man. But today God wants you to rise up again. Rise up, overcomer. Rise up, overcomer. Rise up, overcomer. It's not over. Rocky's one of my favorite movies. I remember in Rocky, in Rocky Five, he's fighting in the streets and he gets his boat whooped. He's like knocked out. He wakes, he gets up and he's like, one more round. One more round. I'm not done yet. Just close your eyes where you're at. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I look throughout scripture and I've always asked myself, man, how do these men of God and women of God continue? I look at Moses, I look at David, and all these men had a passion for one thing. It's his presence. His being with him. And today, if you're here and you've been knocked down, if you've been pressed on every side, if you've been hunted down, He is here for you. Just close your eyes. And my heart.
to that fire and no harm came to them I believe it's because the fire that was within them was greater than the fire that was around them and a lot of us try to do this in our strength but the truth is that we can't do this in our strength it is not hard it is impossible it is impossible but the Bible says that you are an overcomer. You are an overcomer. And if that fire burns in your heart, or maybe some of us, that fire has stopped burning a long time ago. And today God wants to say, I want to ignite your heart again with passion and fire for me. So that the things and the trials and the troubles of this world will not be able to destroy you. Just stand to your feet. And I want you to lift your hands. And I'm not going to ask if you're dealing with things or not dealing with things. You know what you're going through. And you know the decisions you need to make. Just lift up your hands right now. We're going to sing this. My heart burns. It's simple, man. It's literally, and my heart burns for you. That's all it says. And I pray that the fire of the living God may ignite your heart in this morning in the name of Jesus. And I pray it will do away with fear and doubt and, 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 and complacency. It will do away with depression and anxiety. I pray that the fire of God, just like it guarded Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and kept them from the fires of this world, that it would do the same for you, that it would do the same for your family, that it would do the same for your, your sons and daughters, that it would do the same for your, for your health, that it would do the same for your mental health. I pray that the Spirit of the living God will ignite you in the name of Jesus. Lift up your hands and let's sing it to Him. Come on. My heart burns for you. Let's go. Come on. Let's go sing it to him. My heart burns for you. Come on. Prophesy. And my heart. Come on, I'll sing it with you. Let's go. Come on, let's go. It burns for you. Let's go, let's go. Come on. 
Put your hand on your heart. Holy Spirit, in the name of Jesus, I pray, my God, that those overcomers that have been slain or have been knocked down or have been discouraged, today they rise up. Today they lift up their eyes to you, Jesus, and they stand to their feet. One more round. It's not over. We will persevere. We will see the glory. We will overcome. Because we are overcomers. I bless my brothers and sisters. And I declare a fire in their hearts that cannot be quenched. I pray that fire will never fade. And it will spread, my God, to their neighborhood, to their family, to their work, wherever they go, if they're at the park, if they're at the restaurant, if they're at, the, at a game, wherever they are, my God, that that fire will spread, my God, will spread, my God, will spread. Thanks again for listening. If you liked what you've heard, subscribe to our channel and share it with others. Now, for more content from NUMA and to connect with us, visit our webpage at numachurchmiami.org. We love you and we hope to connect with you soon.